in a week. Look at us. 72 hours later, we are back. Give you guys some wrestling goodness. You guys know the three of us. The Triple Threat, best thing going today in the wrestling podcast. My name is Matt. Joined every single week by my cohorts, Rhodesia, Ishan. What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Doing wonderful. Um, you got that Brock... Um, or that Goldberg math going on. We're not at episode 49 yet, but I, I like I like that foresight there. <laughs> I'm doing good, though. What's going on, guys? Ready to talk some freaking wrestling. Times two, one week. Yeah. Right? Times two. So we are in the building. I guess we might as well start with Monday Night Raw. We recorded our Night of Champions and Double or Nothing podcast. Monday morning. Shout out to all you guys for listening. We appreciate you guys. Thank Actually, you. Uh, our highest listenership podcast in a three-day span since WrestleMania. Since Cody could not finish his story. So we appreciate you guys for rocking and rolling with us. So we had a Monday Night Raw. Uh, let's get into it. There were some highlights for sure from Monday Night Raw. Let's start with uh, we have new women's tag team champions. Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey won their match, so they are now champions. Ishan, weeks ago, you said, hey, you think that was the yep. way they're going? Looks you like they it. went that way. Yep. Uh, do you guys want to talk about the match, or do you guys want to talk about Ronda shitting on the women's division? Let's let's go to the ladder. Let's, let's get right into the shit. Let's 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 get right into the shitting. All right. So uh she had an interview with the New York Post right after the match, actually. And uh she called out the women's division and she said it is dismally shallow. She said, Well, the lack of competition is really the problem. I mean, we want to be the most active champions out there. I want to be able to defend this title every week and even twice on both Raw and SmackDown. But with how dismally shallow the women's division is right now, there are not enough women around here to keep us busy for a month. And so that's the biggest challenge that we have is to get this company to actually care and invest in this tag division. Sounds like uh, what Naomi and... Sasha Banks said. Uh, Rousey also stated during her hiatus after the company from 2019 until her return in 2022, the women's division in the company was stripped clean of talent. She seemingly hinted at the massive releases during the COVID-19 pandemic and the lack of hiring in recent months. Oh, shoot. So she's... So let's get okay. into this. Um, it, That doesn't sound like kayfabe storyline to me. And it did up until the point where she said... Exactly. The biggest challenge is to get people to actually care and invest in this tag division. So yep. give it to me. What's your guys' thoughts about Rousey and Shayna Baszler winning the championship and then Ronda having an interview with the New York Post and shitting on the division? I guess at this point, that's really the only true tag teams, I guess, minus damage control. So I can see that, them going in that direction. As far as Ronda being on social media, I feel like in the past, she's always been a little polarizing, always said some things that probably she, she shouldn't have said. 
Um, but I guess that's part of the course. But like you said, I was with her and I thought it was a work until she said that right there. And then even mentioning how they cleaned house, you know, during the pandemic time, it didn't replace anything. That's that's tough. Again, it's etiquette. I don't know if it's just because she's an, a quote unquote outsider, but I wouldn't want to call her that anymore. She's been in this, you know, for years, but I guess that's her and she has valid points. You know, there was a great song by uh, Two Chains. What do you say? Featuring Drake, called "No Lies, No Lies." And uh, I hadn't heard this um, until today, and I didn't hear any lies from oh, no. Ronda Rousey. You know, nope. You know, I almost thought that she was an AEW wrestler for a minute when she was going on this uh, this tirade. <laughs> like, I, yeah, we can, I was we like, can, we can bring up Ricky later on if you want to. As I well, like, I was like, "Wait a minute, who are we talking about again?" Um, but she's actually she's absolutely right. Um, look, I don't know if the two of them can save that division, but she's she's correct. I mean, I don't know if they had a specific focus in mind when they created the division. I think at the time NXT had a solid female division, but I can't think of who who was leading that division. But you know, ever since its inception, it's been kind of shallow. Right. Um, mm-hmm. They got rid of probably, I think, the, the truest tag team in that division or the end. They broke them up and then got rid of them, which was then, Iconics. Yeah. Right. Yep. That was the original true team. And they were a team before they even had tag team titles at NXT or WWE. And they got rid of them. Um, but since then, they haven't really had a true team in that division. Um, the Boston Hug tried to do it. Um but yeah, I mean, honestly, I would prefer them to really strap the titles, to be honest, at this point. Um, you know, Shayna and uh, Ronda are just going to fight makeshift team after makeshift team. That's not going to be great television. So I would rather them just go ahead and retire the belts. That might be what they do, right? They'll just go ahead and, you know, mow through everybody and they'll just drop the titles in the, in the trash and say, hey, trash these things. We're moving on to the women's uh, titles. You said they're going to do on 24-7 these titles? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we I'm going to assume that's not going to happen. So let's try to fantasy book, give them some ideas. How do you get this woman's division tag division? So, I mean, I think there's also some opportunities in the women's division as well. But let's stick to the tag division. What do you do? Do you try to beef up the roster by calling up some more NXT talent, even more than that was just drafted and bolster it that way. Do you make some more makeshift champion or uh, contenders teams? Do you just give them more time on TV? Like what's the answer with their tag situation right now? Right now, the only real tag team other than them will be, I would say you Sonya and Chelsea. Um, Man, it's the injury bug is is bad. Like you said, man, that those titles are snake bitten. Those are just they're just ugh. Um, I don't know. And even if it, I, I don't and know. even if you just take away the titles, the entire women's tag division isn't good. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, you say like, "Oh, hey, the the title scene is just messed up. They need to focus on the title scene." The entire division mm-hmm. I don't know if really anybody cares about it. So, you know, so like I said, what is, is that you put them on people that we do care about as fans? 
after Ronda and Shayna? Or is this just kind of like foobar to the point where there's nothing they can do to rehab this in the next three to six months? Hey, you know, the funny I, thing is they actually called up two teams from NXT. Right? Yeah. Caden. Yep. And uh, what's her name? Uh, what's Caden's uh, Ka- home Ka- girl's Katie name? Katie and Casey. Is it a Cassie? Cassie or Rick, K- Ricochet's uh, old. Ricochet's old. Casey. Ka- yeah. Casey. There you go. Casey. Casey. Yep. Yeah. Um, Isla Dawn and uh, what's the other girl? And yeah. they're good, too. I, I mean, maybe I them, but again, them they are good. You still got to start building them up, though. So three to six months, yeah. three months, hell no. Six months, yeah, uh, so much can change in six months. So I could see that. But up until, like, say, SummerSlam, that's going to be really hard to build unless you just have Sonya and Chelsea and them going back and forth. But everybody else is going to make shit. Be hey, you know, like, I don't believe in, um, in they, Shotzi and Raquel. No, you know, they could pull up um, Roxanne and, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm losing names already, man. I got to get this tea inside my body. I'm losing names. Um, who's she feuding with right now? Um, Brown's you, girlfriend. Roxanne Perez and who's she? Who's her former best friend? That's feuding with uh, that's, that's that's Brown's girlfriend. Come on, Matt. She's cute, you know. Oh, you're talking about um. Damn, I'm drawing a blank too. What's her name? She was the champ. Punk Rock. She, she actually had a trial just a couple weeks ago for Raw. They said trial man, was pretty this good is horrible. too. It's terrible. Hey, they they can turn her look it up. back I'll face. Look it up. They, they can turn her back face. I'm sure, like I'm sure, the friends mm-hmm. and family of the of the pod know exactly who we're talking about. They could turn her back face, bring them as kind of like the rocker type team, mm-hmm. you know, spunky, energy, young, you know, and have them be like a, a, a nice, you know, uh, challengers to Ronda and Shayna. Cora and Jade. then they could always eventually Cora Jade. Cora yeah, Jade. Cora Jade. Cora Jade and um, Roxy. They can bring both of them up. Bring them as a, as a baby face. Cute heel tag team. I mean, face tag teams and have them go against them, right? They could. Ooh, ooh, ooh. They need to just put some resources behind the women's tag division. Oh, dang it. She's hurt, too. I was they about really to do. say Candice LeRae and Indy, but Indy's hurt. Yeah, there's there's nothing. Yeah, I mean, she's still there, though. So, but I think uh, from what I heard, Chopper was backstage. At Raw. Was he? Was he on TV at all? Did I just miss it? I didn't see it. I didn't. I didn't see it. I, I, I didn't. I didn't see the last 45 minutes of Raw. Okay. But uh, we know they're really going in with that faction, which I can't wait for DIY. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine DIY. DIY and Sammy and KO? Give Ooh, them 20 so minutes sorry. on a pay-per-view. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. Everything else looks to be pretty okay. But that women's division in the the tag division in particular, I'll tell you what else is okay, and I'm gonna just stop bringing it up. You already know. What? I, y'all told me two weeks ago I was nitpicking. I knew it. This is this is why. Told I, me I was I, nitpicking I two weeks ago, one, right? Okay, go hey. ahead. Go ahead. Let's say let's say I didn't even hear two weeks ago. <laughs> on damn Monday Night Raw, I'm I over it. Like- I, I'm, I'm no longer gonna bring up. That they just did a draft and they don't even care to keep these wrestlers separate. And the funny thing is, I've seen people who are like, who cares? Well, then we shouldn't have had the draft. Just completely get rid of the brand split, which would be better anyway. But yeah, AJ shows up. 
And he's like, hey, I just came to say congrats, which is cool. But then he ends up like whatever. He was in town. So I, yeah, I'm he over it. So not? I'm yeah. done. I'm not bringing it up anymore. And I don't know if he's going to be on TV or not. We'll find out tomorrow or whenever you're listening to this. If you listen to it on Friday, we'll find out tonight. Cody is locally advertised for SmackDown to wrestle The Miz, <laughs> who is also a Raw superstar. Oh, I'm so, done. I'm but over. I am somehow <laughs> hoping, I am somehow hoping that Cody shows up during the thousand day celebration for Roman, though. That's a lot going on because we know the bloodline is going through their thing after the pay-per-view. But uh, I hope that he does show up on TV for that part. But yeah, I'm over it. I'm no longer going to bring up anything about brand split draft because they don't give a damn. So why should I? Exactly. I thought you were talking about up. just how I felt he like AJ was being completely like, um, not coddled is the word, is not what I'm looking for, but just that consolation prize of coming in second. I, that was just a vibe I got from it. Was that kind of how y'all felt too? That um, here's AJ, give AJ props, give AJ props, even though he lost, but he's a good contender. That's what I felt off of kind of Seth's a way of, you know, bigging him up. I felt like it was kind of forced. I could be off base. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, you know, like when, that. No, I didn't, I didn't feel it though, but. Maybe I was it was overshadowed because when they, I was watching it live, I'm hearing Matt complaining in my mind about AJ coming out there. <laughs> and, 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 and part of it is like, man, this is this is what I've been telling Matt for weeks. I'm like, hey, you need to save your energy, right? Cause you were so passionate about, you know, Jacob, you know, who's a backstage hand at SmackDown, you know, handing out Doritos backstage at Raw. Or, you know, or Jimmy, you split, know, man. like the, the, the ring bus guy, you know, he, all these random people he's worried about popping up when he's so passionate about it. He's upset. Now here's AJ, a big time wrestler. And now he's over it. Now, no, no, you, this is when you should have had the energy. You should have brought it. This is what I was expecting. But she, you, you was worried about the small stuff. This is when you should complain. But well, maybe, also, maybe real quick, though, real quick. Maybe when Triple H said, hey, the draft is coming. And it's going to change. I forgot what he said. Change the game yeah, forever, yeah, the, yeah, forever, or something like that. Maybe life. he meant yeah. like we're going to go against our our own storylines in record time <laughs> and saying the hell with this draft, and we're going to do it in the first two weeks from the draft. That could have been what he was saying. So shout out to Triple What's H. That? That's changing the game. Well, that's because y'all daddy events. That's because y'all daddy events supposedly said, "Hey, hey, pal, go ahead and write AJ Styles into Raw tonight." Yeah. That so, was that was true. They actually said he was on his way home, and he got the wow. call to go to Raw. Yeah, so that change happened. I think that same day. Wow! And so Vince McMahon doesn't care anything about the rules that he creates. So you know he can undo everything. He's been doing that. His fingerprints has been all over these shows for better or for worse. To me, it's it's for worse. Man, I gotta be honest with you guys, man. I mean, let's just take a time out for a second. Is man, I've been on a WrestleMania hangover, man. We had that poopy. Main event finish at Mania, followed up Lord. by that horrible Raw. Um, and all because Vince is back. And I, I don't know what it is, guys. I, I haven't really been feeling these Raw or SmackDown shows outside of the bloodline, right? Stuff that they're doing, stuff Cody's doing. But overall, WWE, I've, oh man, I've been having a hard time getting into these shows outside of those, those key segments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I don't know if it's 100% Vince, but I got to tell you, the idea of Vince being back and having any kind of creative input on these shows, which continuously they're saying he does, it just really takes me out of the show. Um, 
man, I'm just having a hard time with a lot of this stuff, man. I think that uh, the PLEs have been fantastic. The week-to-week has been okay. Week-to-week has been solid. It's just I don't think that there hasn't been much going on. You know, when we lost Roman for 30 days, the hottest storyline took a backseat. Brock and Cody became the hottest storyline, which is cool. No problem. Um, We know how fantastic Backlash was. Great PLE. Of course, we just had Night of Champions. Great PLE. But yeah, but the week to week, there hasn't really been a ton for us to sink our teeth into and really kind of get after it. That's just the way it's been. So I don't think it's just you. I don't even think it's a WrestleMania hangover. I just think that TV hasn't been the strongest. But it was well, right this was like it was. Go ahead, Rhodesia. Well, isn't that kind of always been the the thing? Like after WrestleMania, a lot of storylines reset. So isn't this just naturally the downtime in wrestling storylines, at least in no. WWE? Typically, the downtime is from Survivor Series to Royal Rumble. SummerSlam. Yeah, SummerSlam. Yeah, because well, football season, things of that nature. Got it. This should be hot because it's new storylines. Mm-hmm. By that thought process, everything should be like, Super new, so you're excited about it, you're intrigued about it. I think they're going to turn it up now going into Money in the Bank. Yeah. Going into SummerSlam. But, yeah, I, I don't think you're in the minority on that at all. E. And speaking of uh, Money in the Bank, why are they having two of our favorite guys going against each other in a qualifying match this week on SmackDown? Montez and L.A. Knight? Yeah. Both should be in the Money in the Bank ladder match. But why are you doing that week one of these elimination or preliminary matches? That is beyond me. But now that we know that's that's coming this week, who do you guys want to see win that match? I'm going to have to go for Montez because in that, and it hurts me saying it only because LA Knight, again, he had his own following, his own pop. He did it all on his own. Um, but Montez is my guy. We talked about this months ago. I wanted Montez to now be in that heavyweight contendership on a solo run. Yeah, I'm going to go LA Knight. I, I think that um, the, the push for Montez as a single star has uh, halted for whatever reason. And, um, right before we switch gears back to this topic, I think that uh, when Vince was regularly running creative, like I was disinterested in a lot of these shows. The PL- the PLEs always deliver because the guys always deliver in the ring. And depending on the audience, that brings extra energy to it. I'm just hoping I'm not going back to, just me as a fan, going back to watching these Raw shows and just kind of thinking, oh, it's okay. It was fair. Or kind of sleepwalking through a three-hour or two-hour show. Um, and that goes back into Vince's decision because it seemed like there was a, we were kind of on a ride of seeing Montez Ford becoming that next star going towards a single. Now it's kind of reverted back to Street Pirates as a tag team again, right? So if you look at what's happening, hopefully LA Knight is is going to get a push um, right now. Um, I'm pegging him hopefully to win the money in the bank. Uh, I think he's has oozes charisma. Um, I don't know if it's Montez's time right now, not because he doesn't have the talent. He doesn't deserve it. I don't know if Vince sees it in him right now. And I'm hoping they see something in uh, LA Knight because if he doesn't win, then what are you doing with the guy? Like what's next for him? He has, and, and that's why I want him to win Friday. I want him in that match. I want him winning the briefcase. 
even though I don't see him as champion the next year, I don't know, of course, all the participants in the Money in the Bank, but I definitely don't see Montez going all the way to the pay-per-view, winning the match and then cashing in for the title, you know, on the next 365 days. So give me LA Knight, because to your point there, what the hell are they doing with him? If he loses against Montez Ford, uh, so we'll, uh, I guess we'll, we'll see. But I, I saw that. I'm like, why the hell are they putting those two in a singles match? Hopefully they, they have a plan. Right. Hopefully they have and a maybe plan. Maybe the other person can have an, another rematch or slime they with him somehow Something, later on. right? Like, uh, you know, yep. typically they'll do like one of those like last minute contender matches. Mm-hmm. You put everybody who lost in one match and see yep. what happens. What else? What else from Raw you guys were excited about or disinterested about that you want to talk about? We talked about the new raw, the new raw, or the tag team champions, women championships. I would just say I noticed that was it just me or it did it seem like Miz had a pretty long match against Ricochet? He did. Do we know that man count. I, I was about to say he tried to he tried to show out, and I think he has another match coming up. I thought it was on SmackDown, but I might be wrong, so I'm gonna just no, stop right well, there, but him and Cody <laughs> are on SmackDown. That's what, really I was, that's what. Dark match but Jones. I think in the show they said that he was going to have a, a match on on SmackDown. But whatever, um, here we are. But no, I thought I was like, "Whoa, look at me!" Is getting some minutes and like pulling out all his moves from his arsenal. I, so, but that was I don't know if he got an inkling or heard the rumor that there's be some uh, talent cuts coming in WWE. He was like, <laughs> "Let me make sure I'm not on this list because that boy was doing Hurricane Runners and, and everything." Like, look at this guy. Look at look at Miz. That's twice now in two months. That he just showed up and showed out. <laughs> Got to respect yeah. it. They not. They not. Hey, they man. never couldn't miss. Never couldn't miss. No, he's a lifer. Yep. No, like Miss Miss is, is is great. He's a, he's a super underrated talent. Um, really good. So is Ricochet. Um, but leading into Raw, we're leading going away from Raw for a moment. This is gonna lead us into Easy's extraordinary and random topic that's never consistent because it's random as hell. Like that. And uh, fella and lady, it's, it's it's dinner time, and I'm gonna set the table. I'm gonna set the table really quick. What you got? I'm gonna take you back to March 29th, 1998. It's WrestleMania 14, guys. Okay. And it's headlined by my favorite wrestler of all times, all the times, all the times. Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, with Mike Tyson as a special guest referee. Mm. Now, you guys know that this match did big business, business, you understand, for the WWF. And it helped spearhead the WWE into the lead of the Monday Night Wars. Because around this time period, now this was March 29th, 1998, you know, Raw had been losing to Nitro for, what was it, almost two years? Yeah, 83 weeks. They were finally able to beat them in April. Of this very same year. So a month later, Raw was finally able to overtake WCW. And they never looked back. Um, during this time period, Shawn Michaels, after this match, were going to retire from in-ring competition because of a back injury. But during this time, we saw the rise of Stone Cold Steve Austin. We got The Rock. Foley. Triple H became the man over there. We got uh, the Mr. McMahon character, right? Now, Shawn Michaels will come back to WWE in 2002. But this is after the Monday Night Wars. And Attitude Era was pretty much done at this point. Now, my question is this. We've heard all the backstage stuff about Shawn Michaels in the past. Um, he was a he- uh, We heard he was a headache to work with. 
Um, my question is if is Shawn Michaels was never injured, would he have helped or hurt the attitude error? I'll fall back on this one. I didn't start watching to the end of 98, early 99. If he would have never went out injured, would he have hurt or helped? I don't know if he wouldn't have been suspended and gone for a while anyway. Cause he went he he was an ass back then. Like, and I mean, of course he talks about it now. He knows like he was a horrible person. He was a horrible human being. So he would have helped from an in-ring perspective for sure. If he would have been there, like if he was mentally there, but he was doing things to try to get fired. Cause of course at this time, Hall and Nash was in WCW NWO was running the wrestling business at this point. So he dropped the title to Austin at the perfect time where Austin was that, that next guy. And then WWE never looked back. But if we were to rewrite history and say, all right, his back's not hurt. So it's not a foregone conclusion. That match happens. Um, that is a great question. I'm going to say, I'm going to say he would have helped. The, the, just for me, the question would be, would he, would he have still been there? Cause that's, that's how much of an ass he was at that time. I mean, I guess Taker. Well, let's, let's say, let's say he would have been there because I say that because he had, you know, and here's the thing. We didn't know this until years later, right? We didn't know this and show you how bad it was until years later. But, you know, he wasn't the only wrestler with drug problems back in that time. Right. He was the only one. And he had attitude issues and problems forever. And for whatever reason, he and Vince always got along. So he probably would have been there in some kind of capacity. So just assuming that he would have been there and it would have been business as usual as far as his and what do you think he would have he would help them? This from an in-ring perspective or oh 100 percent I mean he's he's arguably he's top five for sure, probably in the history. He's arguably on some people's top one or top two of all time in the ring. So we know from an in-ring perspective, absolutely, he would have helped. But then DX looks completely different. There you go. If, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you bring X-Pac in at the time you bring him in. I don't know if DX takes on that different personality that it did when he went out. So you are really talking about completely rewriting history if he's there now on a weekly basis. But I would still go yes, because he was that great of a talent. So like from the from the this is something I wanted to bring up because I've always thought about it because um you know over the years you know me being a fan and in the games and you know I've had different versions of universe etc I always put Shawn Michaels back in that time period right because it was so many great matchups that we were robbed of right we never got the Shawn Michaels versus Rock match we never really got a Shawn Michaels versus a hot Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because those guys, those guys were gone by the time he came back, right? Rock was in Hollywood. I think Stone Cold had already retired. Um, you know, so in, in Triple H wasn't Triple H at that time period, right? Uh, Mick Foley wasn't in Mick Foley. So we arrived at so many great matches. And so I would like to think, you know, a naive Eshan, you know, who's not so smart of a fan. I'm not that smart of a fan now, but um, I don't know stuff, right? But I would definitely say that, you know, he would have helped. However, you got to think about from a chemistry perspective, 
And sometimes, so if Shawn Michaels was still around after that Mania match, think about it, really deep dive into it. Like, you know, the Shawn Michaels that we got at the original DX when he, when he first started it with Triple H, and when he came back to it, he was in a totally different role, right? He played mm-hmm. the Robin to Triple H's Batman. Now, if that super alpha Shawn Michaels was still in the company, what we what we have, the Triple H that we have today, would he have been able to elevate himself and be the, the king of the the the, uh, the king, the game? You know, would he have been that character if Shawn Michaels was there? Would he have actually allowed like The Rock to take off the way he was? Because, you know, yes, The Rock was awesome in Nation Domination. You know, I remember seeing those videos, you know, mm-hmm. of Farouk talking and then, you know, the personality that Rock was showing as Farouk was talking, rolling his eyes, et cetera. But he, have, he went on eventually to be the corporate champion, right? I can kind of see Shawn Michaels being the original corporate champion, right? Because he was a dastardly heel. Right, so I'm just wondering, when I say would he have hurt them, would his presence of hurt, of hurt like the other stars from becoming stars? Because he had to kind of step aside for Triple H, for The Rock, for Mick Foley, Kurt Angle, and others to kind of be the stars that they are. And he had mm-hmm. kind of overshadowed them. I wonder how the Attitude Era in WWF at the time would have looked. It would have looked different. Because he, he was still your... When he went out, he was arguably... Outside of well, not arguably outside of Austin, he was your top performer. No so doubt. when he went out at Mania, that was the case. I think maybe even though a better question, I was just looking when you were talking about that situation. So he retired in what was that ninety seven ninety eight ninety eight somewhere around there. Um, he came back in two thousand two. Maybe yep. the better question is. If he didn't retire, would he have had a better run from that WrestleMania 14 match to 2002? Or was his run from 2002 to when he retired at Mania against Undertaker a better run? Because when he came back, you think about some of the things that he did with Orton, with Triple H, of course with Undertaker, um, Hogan's feud. He had some classic matches and feuds when he came back from his retirement. But we wouldn't have got that out, I don't think, in the same way because it was because he had just came back. So you could, you, so you know that 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 kind of that push you get when somebody's return and you're really excited yeah. to see him and that kind of thing. If he would have never left, we wouldn't have had that same kind of feeling. We wouldn't have had that match with Triple H, which still goes down to me as one of the better matches they've ever had. Where every single back bump, we held our breath because oh my god, is he is he out? You know, can he take that? Uh, but that, that, that's a really good question. But um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I would still go with yes. He would have been a plus much more than he would have been a minus if he would have had his attitude together. And that's the thing, because you think about it, like a lot of things happened during that time period. Because as you said, I don't know if we would have had that second run that we have for Shawn Michaels, where in a lot of people's eyes, he was a better worker on the mm-hmm. second half of his career. The first, you know, and people say he was the GOAT back in the day. He really inspired a lot of wrestlers, right? But he was a different wrestler when he came back. And, of course, eventually he was different. You know, he found religion. Um, it's like he just became a better person after that, right? So I don't know if he wasn't able to have that break, you know, if he would have been able to kind of have that self-check to kind of get his life together to have that second run. That's yeah. a definitely another question and a big one as well. 
Um, I would say no. I think, you know, things always happen for a reason, right? I think things happen the way they should have happened. Um, but I think, the way I think about it, when I, as a young Eshan, I would say definitely he would have helped, right? Because he's he's a talent, right? Talent is talent. But I think, but in thinking about it, I think that he, his attitude and his star and charisma would have overshadowed and held back some of the other talent um, from being what they from being what they are. And now, true indeed, as I said, you know that match kind of helped them win the Monday Night Wars. Um, but I wonder if we would have had a consistent, entertaining Raw as we had because we had such a huge ensemble cast of entertaining characters. And I don't know if Sean being Sean would have overshadowed like that talent and kind of held back some of that talent. So I think he might have hurt. Step up or step to the side, and because that 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 was what that roster that locker room was back in the day. It was eat. Or get Eden, Taker, Dudley Boys, Kurt Angle, Goldust, Austin, Rock, Triple H. Uh, I mean, we can go on and on. We all know what that roster looked like back in the day. But anybody who's listening, if you remember Sean's face work, go back on Peacock and watch any of his heel matches. I say this all the time. He works completely different as a heel than as he did as a face. And that is a lost art now in wrestling. Now, if somebody flips and they go from, you know, heel to baby or baby to heel, they just dominate more of the match. Hmm. Sean, psychology was off the charts as a heel. His moveset, his facial expressions, his intent, his speed, it is now. off the charts. It, it 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 is it is incredible, incredible. So if you have not seen Sean's Hill work, or maybe it's been a long, long time, just watch one of any, pick any of his matches besides the one with Austin. He was hurt, and that match, bell to bell, wasn't the best. But take no. when he was European champ, take when oh. he was world champ, great stuff. Oh my God, he had like uh, before he got injured, he had a good, I would say two-year run where he everything he did was gold yeah it was just a phenomenal run he had for that yep. two years so he got injured man pretty good stuff radija you laid out on that conversation because you really weren't watching back then give us something i don't want people to think that you fell asleep you are wide awake <laughs> give us something good <laughs> <laughs> if they're watching us on YouTube, then they would know that I was wide awake. But um, I would just say, hey, you, Matt, you, had, you, had, <laughs> you mentioned um, a secondary question. So I will speak on that. He, 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 was a sec- he was a different person when he came back in 2002. So, of course, if he did not leave, what was the chances of him having that realization to come into Jesus literally to where he said, well, I probably need to change my ways we wouldn't have had that. And if we, and if he didn't leave in 98 is what y'all saying, would that have ever happened? And I don't think so. Maybe, but just not how it would have played out starting in 2002. He was a completely different person. I'm happy to know that I knew his run as a change person than when he was as an asshole. Mm-hmm. Speaking of assholes, and I'm and, only calling him asshole because he didn't come back. Did y'all see uh, the rock is back in the fast and furious universe. Or whatever. They oh, call word! It. Franchise. They yes. talked. See, they talked him back in. Vin talked him back into it. Either, either Vin talked him back into it, or 
Black Adam flopped and he's like, damn, I can't go to DC, so let me make right. Uh, he tweeted out <laughs> earlier today, basically Hobbs is back. I guess, spoiler alert, uh, he shows up in the post credit scene on Fast X. So oh, he says, uh, the, because I was, it was spoiled for me. So uh, he said, the next <laughs> Fast and Furious film, what you'll hell. see the legendary lawman will be the Hobbs movie that will serve as a fresh new chapter and set up for Fast X Part 2. Last summer, Ben and I put the past behind us. We'll lead with brotherhood and resolve and always take care of the franchise, characters, and fans that we love. I built my career on audience first mentality, and that will always serve as my North Star. Congratulations to the fast, blah, 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 blah. So he wants to uh, make amends to the fast and put those fans first, but he just left us out to dry as <laughs> WWE fans. Asshole. Screw you, pal. Screw you. Yeah. Hey, look. That man's like almost 60 years old, man. You know, you got John Cena talking about at, what, 45 or 46, yeah. wherever he is, talking about he can't do it like he used to, man. You think that man can? Come on. You, you know I, at I, this point that I man, just, I just you know he's promos. built for show, not built to go. For, I, just want, I just wanted to lead up. That's all I wanted. But I, I'm actually kind of over He's built for now. show, not built for go. I'm kind of Hey, but it. Matt, like, speaking of, uh, you know, you mentioned, like, uh, you know, Shawn Michaels eating um, people up back in, in the WWF back in the day. Let's 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 go to um like dynamite real quick. Okay. Let's go to dynamite real quick. Because something that really stood out to me about that show, first of all, before we get to Don Callis, we I know we're gonna talk about Don Callis. Mm -hmm. But Jose, the assistant, I thought he cut a heck of a promo out there. He came he out did. there and kind of commanded the microphone, didn't he? He did. Right? Yep. I'm like, I'm like, this is brother, where you been for the past five years? That you've been in this company, standing there doing nothing with your pants in your, with, with your, with your thing in your hand, right? Doing and nothing. Ju just to play devil's advocate, though, is that what we wanted? Like, should, besides Heyman, of course, we know what that looks like. Uh, should we want the manager to command? Because he commanded all that light on Dynamite oh. this week. Like, that segment yeah. was his segment. I don't know if you I want that, but mm -hmm. it shows what he can do. That's well, sure. I think that's why you have a manager, right, to talk and bring heat to the people, right? Because that's what they did back in the day. You know, Jimmy Hart, Bobby Heenan had all these dudes that didn't talk. They just growled or whatever the case mm -hmm. may be, and they were the heat magnets, right? Um, and especially, you know, the the people he's managing, if that's what he's doing now, right? They can't really speak for themselves, so they need that mouthpiece, right? But one thing that he said, it was like, hey... um, Roosh, you know, he's too dangerous for TV. That's why he wasn't there. Matt, did you, I don't think we talked about it. Did, did you talk, did we talk about the Roosh and Jungle Boy match and how no. Roosh I, ate I, up I just Jungle Boy? I just tweeted about it. We didn't talk about it on the podcast. Uh, and, I, and we didn't talk about it because I thought maybe it was just in my imagination when I was watching it. And I was like, well, maybe I'm tripping because like, Y'all didn't bring it up. I really didn't see anything outside on it. But that match was, was rough. And so when, when he said that, when he said that this week on Dynamite, I was like, okay, so did Roosh get in trouble for it? Because I think he was on, I want to say, I thought he was on TV the following week. Roosh was. Maybe not. But for him to say, like, he's too dangerous for, for TV, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, Jungle Boy and Roosh had a match a few weeks ago on Dynamite. And... Roosh was very stiff with Jungle Boy. Mm. Uh, 
perception to me was he was ragdogging him, ragdolling him a little bit. Perception to me was he was no selling some of Jungle Boy's offense. Uh, Jungle Boy did oh, not look better <laughs> coming out of that match. <laughs> and we know Bruce is a very, very intense competitor. Even Brian Danson he talked is. about it in his scrum for, for double or nothing. He was like, I was in the ring with him and like, man, his intensity is off the charts. He's somebody that I think, you know, the world of, et cetera, et cetera. But there's a little bit of difference of being intense when you're on offense, but then still selling and making your opponent look good. Right. Right. That wasn't the case in that match. So see this AEW, this is why you need to figure your lives out with this streaming platform. So we can say, Hey, go to X amount platform and go watch the match. Now, you can't even watch it. I mean, maybe it's on YouTube. I doubt the entire match is on YouTube, but check it out if you guys haven't. But uh, yeah, it was a, uh, it was stiff. It was stiff. <laughs> yeah, because you know, I like, I didn't know. Like, same, same as you. I remember watching the match, and I'm like, oh, it's it's, it's really stiff, right? And now going back to Roosh no selling, he actually no sells quite a bit in his matches. Um, and he does sell at certain points, right? He sold a couple of the suplexes and etc. But he he no so. But I, when I went back in. And watch that that match. And the reason why I rewatched it because uh, you know, I think you know your favorite Jim Cornette had talked about how unprofessional Roosh was in that match. Mm. And then Conan, Conan came back and kind of didn't agree with them because that's that's how I actually I, I listened to a lot of um Conan and Disco when I listened to them talk, and they kind of talked about Jim's comments. And Conan said like, that's like the Mexican culture, like you got to kind of bring it. And Roosh is one of those wrestlers where you got to bring the intensity. If you don't bring the intensity, he's going to eat you up. Um, that's, that's just what they do in Mexico. And he, said, and he had talked about um, when he was, Conan was a young boy, he was wrestling in a tag match with one of his mentors, and the guy uh, opposite of him was giving it to him, like eating his lunch. And so, you know, he got in the corner, he talked to his mentor, he was like, yo, dude's stiffing me. And his mentor was like, look, Conan, if you don't go knock him out, I'm going to knock your ass out when you come back. <laughs> And so Conan went back and he hit him as hard as he can. The dude tagged out, never tagged back in when Conan was in there. And it was cool ever since. So that's kind of a part of their culture. And when I was looking at some of the matches, like, you know, yes, Roosh was giving to him, but he was begging Jungle Boy to bring to give it back to him. Right? He was begging to, to give it back to him. So, wow. But at the same time, though, where are the the AEW agents, agents etc., telling like Roosh, like, yo, we need this guy to look good going into this match. You know, we need him to look good, take care of him, right? Why why aren't we getting these things done? You know, maybe it was done, and my man went to business for himself, but that's another problem too, right? But if couldn't they call that during suit. the match? Couldn't somebody Which have part? said, "Do lighten exactly. up," or, or just any of that? So it's a Nah, not really. I mean, that's a conversation you have in the back Before. afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you'll say, hey, that was a little rough. Um, but or just the, even the not selling piece, the rough part. OK, whatever. We know certain people is going to be stiff like Seamus. I don't think anybody who's going to get in the ring with Seamus is going to be like, oh, that that was ballet. He's going to knock you out. But as far as not selling, you're not going to say, come on, dude. Come on. Really? Nothing. That's that's up to the wrestlers. That would that would have yeah. had to been. That's what I'm Jungle saying. Boy. Yeah giving Roosh the quote-unquote receipt, right? Yeah. Um, You know, and that, and, and, but obviously that didn't happen. 
Um, because you know, Rouge kept whooping that ass the whole match. Mm. Um, but you know, and and watching it just as a fan, because like I didn't know until the wrestlers brought it up and said, like, nah, this he was he was doing his thing in that match, right? Um, but man, I just like, man, look, like, why don't you protect this man going to this match? Um, or if he was told to protect them and Rouge didn't, like, how does these kind of things happen on their TV so often? It's just but I don't think that was the case, man. I think it was the case of, hey, guys, go out there and have a great match. And that's it. And this goes back to my point where I said, when you look at AEW in a capsule, it is really good. But when you look at the long game, yeah. it's like, man, that was a miss. Because, mm-hmm. right, you're two weeks out from having your biggest match the in AEW match. career. Yep. You should be looking like a million bucks heading into yep. that. And... Nobody talked about, man, you see the way Jungle Boy fought from underneath? Like, we're not talking about that. We're talking about, man, Jungle Boy got his ass whooped in that match. Why didn't he fight back? I was hoping he was going to turn heel this week on Dynamite. But, 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 but I, I was, but I was maybe, hoping he was going to blast uh, Hook so is it possible, with that chair. Real and he didn't. I was looking quick. for it, too. I was looking for it. Real quick. Is it possible, though, that it just it didn't execute right? Maybe that was, you know, let me get this beat down into people who probably aren't smarter fans maybe they took it as oh wow he's fighting from underneath you think they're for somebody who's not a smart fan they could have taken it at all that way i i don't mm-hmm. because then you should have told that story on commentary mm-hmm. got it yeah and you didn't and yes he and yes so and i was just like come on turn 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 come on yeah turn. i was waiting for it like <laughs> come on dude you need something <laughs> i mean he still may turn on him but i was hoping he was gonna do it last night Hey, did you notice, uh, saying with Hook, did you notice that reaction he got? I kind of felt like he didn't, his reaction is kind of dying down a little bit. Or was it the crowd? I, I didn't notice how. Yeah, no, it wasn't the I crowd. I the crowd the, the was crowd, bad or not. The crowd was up for some of the things. The crowd wasn't an issue like it was a double or nothing. No, I, I think that his pop is indicative of where he is right now. Yep, like, I agree. 100%. What has he done? What has he done in the last 60 to 90 days? Jack shit. For you to be like, don't know, man. That's my guy. Hook's think, my guy. I think. I think Hook has maybe one or two more times, at least in my eyes, for me to see him on my TV, to where I'm gonna probably lose interest in him because I liked his mm. mystique in the beginning, mm. but he has the maybe one or two more times of me seeing him, and then I'm gonna be like, all right, I get it. He's gonna be a bandito. I get it. Or Damn. unfortunately, a warlow. Man, or, or a so- warlow, even worse. Guys, the list goes on, right? These guys that they have, that they bring them in hot, and they just don't know what the hell to do with them, man. I mean, it's mm-hmm. so frustrating. And nobody stays hot forever, these guys, too, man. Right? But nobody stays hot forever. But it happens right. a lot. It's been happening a lot in the last nine to twelve months, more but than it was they before. Go from, they go from hot to cold almost, right? Yep. That's the problem, man. They go yep. from hot to cold. Because man, they just don't. There's just no. Is you can just tell from a storyline perspective that they just don't have a steady creative in place. All right, what are we doing with these guys next? Okay, maybe this guy's getting a reaction. Maybe we should do more with this guy, right? Mm-hmm. This like okay, we don't have a story for you right now. I got other shit I want to do. We're gonna mm-hmm. do that, and we're gonna put you on the back burner until I got something else coming from you. Okay, now here it is. Months later, I got something else for you. But I mean, and we don't care man, anymore. I just need. Yeah, we don't yeah, care anymore I mean, be, be, because they're brought back as if we just saw them last week. On exactly. TV. And it's no, like, that no, was two months we ago. Didn't. And and that's what I'm hoping Collision really helps with is that we're going to mm-hmm. like same thing with Nyla Rose, right? I am a, such Man. a big fan of Nyla Rose. 
But we only see Nyla when it's time for her to lose when somebody just gets the belt. Like yep. her and Chris, really nice match this week yep. on Dynamite. But you knew what it was. You knew what it was. Um, right away. Yeah, and it's like, okay, she can talk. She can work. She's a monster heel when, you know, 85 to 90% of your female talent are on the smaller side. Utilize that. And they don't. So I'm yep. hoping with Collision, we get to see everybody that we know should be on TV pretty significantly. Uh, so they, they announced this week on Dynamite, CM Punk is officially back. Of course, we knew it when they announced uh, United Center. Uh, they also moved over 500 tickets since last night for nice. that show. That's a pretty significant number. So they they switched the seating chart to go from 8,600 seats total to now over 10,000. We'll see if they okay. continue to add to it or not. Um, but uh, any new thoughts? I mean, we've talked, of course, Phil Brooks, CM Punk, damn near to death over the last month or so on the show. Any new thoughts now that it's official, official, official that he's going to be there in two weeks? Nope. I just, I'm going to eat my own words because I said he's never going to show up back in AEW. So I guess I have to. Oh, that's right. You were on it. that. Yep. 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 You were on that. But yeah. I'm going to still I, hold I, out until I actually see him in Chicago. <laughs> until then, he's never coming back to AEW. Yeah, I, I got that on the list as uh, as one of the bad roadie takes. Don't worry, I got you, <laughs> sis. Um, is that right next to Bray Wyatt's uh, return? Oh, or is God. that like, where is that at? Oh, no, that's 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 Bueller. on your list still. I get, but Bueller. but um, yeah, I mean CM Punk. I mean we we knew it was coming. Um, like it, a mixed reaction from that crowd last night. Oh, but, big time. But but. According to people who were in the building, the live video for people who was in the building, it was like 95% cheers. I don't know why it came across on TV that way, but numerous people put video up that was at the show last night was like, I don't know what you guys saw on TV, but this was the reaction. And so I don't know if like maybe people started chanting CM Punk and they were all over the place. So it sounded like booze. But it to me, it damn sure sounded like it was like 70, 30 boobs. It sound mixed. Yeah, it sound yep. mixed. Maybe it's just a vocal minority was like in front of that mic or something. I don't know. Right. But how do you guys, you know what? I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. I think that uh, Tony Connie just stopped with these announcements and <laughs> pop up. I mean, you know, like I like, look, I like Tony Khan. Like, I, I feel like Tony Khan will be somebody we would hang out with. He'd be at one of the of parties course. back in the day, right? He, he, he seemed like a guy, right? So definitely. I don't want to. Like, but you know, he needs to stay off TV a little bit, man. Like, like this, I, I would have been fine with with uh, Tony Schiavone. That's another thing on these shows, man. Like, Tony Schiavone ass was in that ring a lot. Like, right? They gotta like almost every other segment he was in the ring. They gotta figure something out to where you know he's not just in segment after segment, right? They can bring Dasha out there, somebody else. Um, but I like Tony Schiavone. could have been. I like him too. He's out there a lot. But I feel like that could have been a nice announcement via like a graphic, right? I think it would have got the same pop versus, you know, Tony Khan coming out with the weekly announcements. You know, and his his suit jackets are so big, man. Tony, you got, you're like a billionaire or something. Get the boys custom, man. You know, you ain't got to look like they're swallowing you up, man. You can, you know, come out there and look dapper, brother. (laughs) I, uh, I tend to agree a little bit on the announcements. 
And it's only because some of his announcements have been flat. Now, say if all these announcements were major. So, like, say if, you know, last night uh, was CM Punk. Uh, a week ago, it was, I don't know, whatever, right? But they were major, major announcements. And I'd be like, okay, keep them coming. But, you know, when some of them, one was all access, you know, another was, it's just like, all right, man, like, it's starting to. Okay, me I like seeing Tony. I like seeing Tony. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I don't have a, I don't have an issue with it. Like, it's not a turnoff, but I can see why somebody can say, like, all right, man, this is enough now. Enough of your announcements every week. But I, I like it. Um, I do think it's going to be really interesting to see this CM Punk thing. I think this is going to be the story of the summer. Just of in course. wrestling, I think we're going to have yeah, the bloodline have piece that's 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 on TV, and I think it's going to be Collision that's on TV, but everything else that we really probably hear about is going to be CM Punk and the happenings behind the scenes. Hey, but you know now. what I don't want to see? I don't want to see CM Punk versus like the Ass Boys or CM Punk versus Bandito. You know, I want to see him rough in in there with the big wigs and big stories yeah. doing big things. They they need to have that creative on point this summer because they have a huge opportunity to bring a lot of attention back to that that company. Because I gotta yep. be honest with you, man, it ain't just a WrestleMania hangover. I've been having an AEW hangover for quite some time. The shows are fine, you know, the wrestling's been fine, but that's just it, it's just been fine. Um, I remember when AEW was hot, and so this is something that can make that promotion hot again. We can get a hot summer from y'all. Come on, guys. Let's get this creative in line. Let's get CM Punk going. And I'm hoping that with Brian Danielson really helping with the creative on Collision, that can help too. Because we oh, know how great his though. mind is. He is. You know. Yep. We know how but great his mind is. The only thing about these, 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 you know, like so, like a great having someone who's young has never done it. I feel like they need to have somebody else there that kind of has been there, done that to kind of help tie all this stuff up. I think he's going to bring some good ideas, but they need some some veteran. Ah, no, let me take that back because they got Jeff Jarrett there. We need to keep him away from that. But you know, going, but hey, but no Tony and, and his <laughs> and his bad and and his oversized suits. We got Don Callis in his little suits. But, but boy, did that man, dude, Don is like the Dom of AEW. Man, that was so beautiful. I'm like, yeah. yes, give it to me. I'm like, and then Takeshi, oh my him. gosh. They hate love him. it, love and, it, and, love it, and that is yes. And I was a little hesitant. I was a little worried about Takesha's heel presence. I was worried because he is such a one a sweetheart of a guy, like behind the scenes, mm-hmm. real life. But on TV, he's a perfect carbon copy of a what you would consider a face, right? Incredible move set, has the look. And when they turned him, I was like, okay. I know they're turning him to even the odds up for Kota Ibushi. Even the comment, which I loved, backstage yesterday mm-hmm. on Dynamite where they're talking about Kenny. And they're like, we know Kenny's not here. He's in Canada. And I think it was one of the Bucks or Hangman. No, Hangman was like, it was Hangman. Yeah, Kenny's Hangman's not here. Like, what? <laughs> but he's not in Canada. He's in Japan right. getting his friends, which I thought I loved that. But uh, to watch Takeshita take in the booze and then cut that promo in Japanese – his look, I was like, all right, he's going to be fine. He's, he's going to be good. So shout out to them. I, w- I was very impressed mm-hmm. with how they came across. I'm, I think they, they would even have to be kind of shocked, the kind of the kind of heat that he got in that I think promo. Don was shocked for a minute, to be honest with you. I think he was like, oh, yep. snap, I got something here. I got something here. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think you saw. And but and I wonder where does that come from? Because that that was legit heat. That wasn't, hey, we're just booing him because we know he's the, the heel. Yeah, that was like, we hate you. And is it strictly yeah. because he turned on Kenny? Like, is Kenny that yeah, beloved? And he's, and, and he's and a with snake. The AW yes. Crowd? Yes, and he's a snake. Don has always been a snake. That, and that's exactly so then, you know, what that it tells is. me. Keep it going. Keep it mm-hmm. going. Don't don't stop it. Keep it going. Next time Kenny shows up, lay him out again. Next time Kenny's yep. in the match, have him lose again. Keep it going. Because you, know, I, you, you, you only get that kind of heat very seldomly. Very seldomly. Yep. You got to ride that way when you do get it. Yep. And Don Callis is smart because he, he's going to be very involved in this thing. Um, he's going to be able to make the right decisions um, with that one. And, you know, and going back to Kessner, I was kind of, at first, you know, when Don was getting the boo birds, man, it was awesome to see, right? I think he, he's had probably the best heel reaction in company history at that point, would you say? Yeah. MJF still gets like a, a lot of cheers hmm. mixed in, right? But not have about heard, that. That was Dominic no, level. You bullying. know what? Actually, I would go with Cody. Cody was hated mm-hmm. before he left. Not, 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 not like and that. And then Sammy he still got some cheers. Hated. He still got some cheers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Sammy, still, Sammy's kind of hated. He's getting mixed. Sammy's kind of hated. Yeah. Yeah. But Sammy that Don, I, I think Don still had echo. Yeah. But, you know, like, mm-hmm. Takeshi, I was kind of watching him while this was going on. He, I don't know if he necessarily knew what to do. I was watching his facial reactions. Um, he seemed kind of awkward. Um, but you think so? When he started, yeah, he seemed kind of awkward to me. Watch his face wow. as this is going on. But when he started speaking, I think what happened is that he was waiting to go. I think it's just a transition. I think he was waiting mm-hmm. to go because, like, as soon as he that. started talking... Right, he started. It's like he switched the gear. So I think he was kind of waiting to go before. And I think it's something he can work on. Right, he can kind of play into it and his facial expressions, etc. Um, but as soon as he got the mic and started talking, I don't know what he was saying. Right, but he, he seemed very comfortable <laughs> and whatever he was saying. Um, and it was really great. So I think that as a tandem, it's going to be interesting. I think I'm actually very interested in see what kind of stable that Don Callis can make now that he has that type of heat. Like who is he? Like is it just going to be the BCC or is he going to bring other people into the faction? It's going to be interesting. Well, I'm hoping it's just Takeshi. I'm hoping it's got to be the BCC um, because you got the BCC is three of those guys, mm-hmm. right? Or four? Four. Four, four. Inc- including Takeshi. So that's five. You got the Bucks, Hangman, Kenny. That's four. But Kenny made a comment, and it was it was it was in house the promo that he cut, it was after their match only for the house where he said that I have one or two uh, friends. Yeah, one or two, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who's the second? We know one's Kota Bushi. Is it Okada? Okada? Not Sh- Shibata, right? Is that saying his name right? He's well, Shibata is on But he went to, he went to Japan to get on. Yeah. This week, which that Rampage car. Yeah, that looks pretty awesome. Nice. <laughs> Um, it's, a, it's dangling a yeah, carrot it looks for me fantastic. to watch it. So it's dangling. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. And I and I was close to saying like, man, you should put some of these matches on Dynamite. But Dynamite was was pretty. Dynamite was pretty good this week. Um, yeah, interesting. It it's interesting that Jericho and Adam Cole was able to have a better match on Dynamite than at the pay per view. Yikes! <laughs> Thought that was interesting. Oh, Swerve and Orange Cassidy yeah. next week. 
probably I haven't looked forward to a match on Dynamite the way I'm looking forward to this probably since Kenny and Vikingo. Who you okay. guys got? You guys think that uh, Swerve is taking the title from him next week? Uh, we've already talked about it, or at least you know my thoughts. Yeah, it's time for Orange. I thought Orange was going to drop it at the Battle Royal. Um, but yeah, Swerve is going to... I'm hoping Swerve wins. That's who I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for Swerve to win it. I'm hoping that Swerve gets the title and takes off that damn um, helmet that he's been wearing. I um, like that helmet. <laughs> or the mask. It's not even a helmet. It's a mask, man. That, that it's mask, a mask. It's a mask. It, it's hard. The mask take is off hard. That damn helmet. There's nothing that mask wrong with is that hard. Mask. Oh, it's it's horrible. Uh, take that damn thing off. And I hope they they give him the ball and he run with them, right? I hope it's not one yeah. of them things where kind of like he did kind of when the, when Hobbs got the title, like it, 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 it wasn't that good. Um, I hope they give him the ball and he run with it. Um, but yeah, I think it's time. I think yeah. it's time. It is. It is. I mean, OC has done more than enough to prove his weight in gold He's this year. Done an amazing with those job. matches. Amazing job. He's elevated that belt. As much mm-hmm. as he probably Absolutely. can with his Absolutely. gimmick and, and how he works and things of that nature. Yeah, let's let's get that belt on Swerve. And then how about we pick up the Keith Lee feud? There maybe we that go. can be maybe that can be one of the collision things. I just I I think that they need to really set collision up. I've said it already. I'm gonna keep saying it. They really need to set collision up to be must watch. And they can do that with sending some of these feuds over to Saturday nights. Because that's two weeks from now. And we have yet to still find out on television who's on the show, who's not on the show. They didn't um, tease anything for next week for this. So then that leaves only one more dynamite after next week to tell us what this looks like. Yep. Yep. What else? Um, uh, I think that was kind of like, we actually hit everything I wanted to talk about. From Dynamite. I mean, it was, some, it was some other good things on Dynamite, too, but nothing that I'm, like, super passionate about for me to talk about. I do want to ask y'all a question since we yes. have a little bit of time here. So I had to write it down because I want to make sure I ask it right. So when was the first time or the most memorable time, so either one, where you had a fake your love or your, your fandom of wrestling or pro wrestling to somebody? I give you a few minutes to think about it or a moment. You had to fake it, like Yeah. Suppress like, it, like oh, you know, it. Yeah. yeah, oh, you know that fake stuff. You know, oh that, that WWF. You know, like whenever like someone brought up some Ooh, maybe at work and school, friends, maybe growing up, maybe your friends stopped Ooh. watching pro wrestling, you know, during the Santa Claus time and you know the reveal of that. When did y'all have that first memory where you had to downplay your fandom for pro wrestling? I'll let you think about it, man. I'll be honest, I've never have. I always, uh, you know, pronounce my love for, you know, like a lot, like to be honest with you, a lot of my friends and family members and coworkers and some of my employees and whatnot. And then they'll say, hey, it's like, oh, you got a podcast? Like, what's it about? It's about wrestling. Oh, I didn't think you, would, I didn't think you would watch that kind of stuff. Like, right. I've always gotten that um, all my life. You know, like I think that we, all of us as wrestling fans have always gotten that. Oh, you watch that stuff. You know, it's fake, right? We've always gotten that. Um, and to be quiet, maybe you want to cut somebody I, I, when they I'm say fine. that. Fine, personally, I'm fine being. I guess the eyeball, right? Because I 
for, for you know until until like we've known each other for forever, right? I feel like I've I know you guys all my life, right? But I would say we didn't become like no family until like the past like 15 years or something like that, right? Um, until I until we really got that close, I didn't have anybody to really share my love of wrestling with. It's always been something that I, I've kept internal, and I've been ha- I've been fine with that because I love it. Um, you know, so I've never, to be honest with you, had to do it. Have you, Rhodesia? Have you had to do it? I never have, and I I say it proudly. And I'll be like in work events and stuff, and they'll like tell us though, you know, the one thing, the icebreaker. And I'm like, I'm a huge pro wrestling fan, even before we did our podcast. And I go, oh, you mean the that Hulk Hogan stuff? <laughs> I'm like, well, first off, at this point, you know how I feel about Hulk Hogan. I was like, fuck him, depending on we know where we're at. And I'm like, but no, I was like, that's it. <laughs> like, no, that's and then to the point where there has been some people in my life who will see something. Um, one of my um, colleagues sent me a picture of Drew McIntyre because he was on Good Morning America for WrestleMania. And she's like, oh, is this one of the guys that's in wrestling? I'm like, yes, I guess he is. But I've always I've always been proud of it. It was something that I've always wore with a badge of honor. I love being a wrestling fan. Yeah, I um, it's funny that none of us have had to do that because I haven't either. I, I'm, I'm really trying to think back even when I was a kid. Like, did I try to downplay it? But no, like, I always, cause I always talked it like mm-hmm. I live right. The same way I am with, with music, same way I am with professional sports. Like if you know me, you know, Oh, Matt's a sports head. Oh, Matt loves wrestling. Oh, Matt's really into music. Oh, Matt plays video games. Right. Um, I've never had to do it. And I think part of that though, too. And I leaned into it is because I know I don't fit the quote unquote typical wrestling fan exterior right i've gotten that so much oh you don't look like yeah. you would watch yeah, wrestling. I, mm-hmm. well i think that's a slap in the face to wrestling fans right yep. like wrestling fans don't have a particular kind of look um so i i would if you guys don't know me i, I like confrontation i i have no problem with confrontation you, he's a, so he's a heel. so if somebody was to say something Bring it on. Let's have a conversation about it. Let's talk. Right. So I never felt like, ooh, let me suppress that I enjoy watching wrestling because if they say something to me, I'm a coward down. No, like, hey, let's let's have a conversation. Let's talk about it. Uh, you know, over the last maybe 10 years, my comeback has always been, oh, so you don't watch any movies. You don't watch any TV shows, because that's <laughs> predetermined also. And they look stupid because yeah. there's no comeback. You know, but there's no comeback. For us, we've been to, before the pandemic, you know, 10, 11 WrestleManias in a row. It's kind of hard to hide your fandom when you're like, oh, I'm taking a trip to go cross country to watch <laughs> wrestling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've never had to do that. I've never had to do that. Um, so then real you quick, know, I have a question back, for you guys. My... What's that? Okay. I was going to say, um, you know how you said about said, the that? movies being, you know, you watch movies. And so for me, mine mm-hmm. would always be like, why I love wrestling so much too, is I'm like, it's the only sport that doesn't have off season. So it's just that, then their eyes are open and they'll say, wow. So yeah, these people are putting their bodies through this all year long. There is no off season. And it's gotten so much more acceptable now. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you look at these numbers that social media does, these impressions when Bad Bunny shows up or... Logan Paul shows up or when CM Punk comes back, the tweet alone, I think already had like 2 million likes on it from last night uh, that the AEW social media team put out there. So when you see that, it's like, 
more often than not, people know what wrestling is and they follow along to some kind of extent. They may not watch, but they know like, oh, WrestleMania is coming up because I saw it on TV or, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, but you asked that question about like, you know, what you just said. I saw a, a tweet earlier today surrounding we're actually already, if you guys can believe it, halfway through the year. It's June 1st today. What has been your favorite moment of the year so far in wrestling? Well, I I don't have to say it. I think anybody who knows me knows this. <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> the ending of WrestleMania. The night two? Roman Wayne. Was that the main event? Night two. <laughs> Put them ones up. <laughs> so. Man, what a, what a <laughs> fucking hater. <laughs> you felt it. <laughs> Sounds like you're actually the hater on Roman. Oh, I love Roman. Um, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't say one of my favorite, because maybe it's recent, recent biasy, but I really love that uh, Puerto Rico show. Mm-hmm. It was such a feel-good show, the energy and the passion that those mm-hmm. fans brought, the matches the wrestlers delivered. Um, it was just a really fun show. And it was one of the first times in a long time I can remember, like, I felt the energy from the crowd through the TV. Uh, and it just was a really fun night of wrestling that night. So I, w- I want to say probably that was my funnest memory so far. Okay. And actually, mine's both. Mine's was, of course, Roman <laughs> uh, beating Cody night two. And then second was Bad Bunny's entrance. Fucking haters. From the Backlash. I mean, the whole show was great, but. That 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 entrance, still when I watch, I'm just like, man, this is that's what that's what wrestling's about. That is what wrestling is about. All right, well, what else y'all got? No more questions. Let's Let's go ahead and get into the TFW moment of the week. Yeah, and and there it is. And it's funny too because I had to think like, man, nothing much has happened, but it has because. Double or Nothing was on Sunday, which is this week. And we didn't do TFW Moments of the Week last week. We did not. So my TFW Moment of the Week was that Fatal 4-Way on on Double or Nothing. We talked about it, of course, last pod. Go back and check it out if you have not heard it yet. But uh, great match. Great, great match. Really excited to see what's next for MJF. They're going with the whole give me some competition. There's not anyone here. You guys know I was I was like, is he talking about Goldberg by some chance? Because he said, like, who's next? And I was like, oh, oh, are they doing Goldberg? Uh, <laughs> or are they just going right to Punk? Because he'll be back. So I don't know. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see what's next for him. But, yeah, that's my TFW moment of the week. All right, mine's I'm going to keep it short and sweet. It was just something funny on commentary last night on AEW Dynamite. It was around the game Fight Forever. And... Someone on commentary asked Taz, is he going to play it? And he said, I don't play games. I'm a grown-ass man. <laughs> and then it was like a two-second pause. And presumably TK is saying something in his ear. And Taz cleans it up and says, oh, well, I don't play games, but I'm going to play Fight Forever. <laughs> so I thought that was just hilarious to say all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. You know, um, I didn't bring it up during the podcast, but I'm going to say my TFW Moment of week was Brian uh, Baron Corbin popping up on NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know Ali popping up on NXT. NXT guys looking like a million bucks. Oh, he, <laughs> he looks phenomenal. 
Um, NXT guys is a very refreshing show to watch. Um, I've been kind of down on some of the AEW shows, to be honest with you. I think they've been fine. I mean, Raw, SmackDown have been fine. But I really like NXT. It's really refreshing to see this young talent experiment and doing different things. Um, the matches, you know, this is a couple of different things. Like, you know, uh, my man Nor uh, Dar has like a new Nor click. Dar. Yep. Nor Dar has this, mm-hmm. this new click. He right? got two French braids. It's all brothers and sisters. Yeah, it's, it's because he got he got two French braids. Right? No, M. Dar wears the two French two braids. He go he go keep the black folks around him. He had Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. One. He gonna keep them around him. Oh man, right? Like it's just it's really like this. The show is really refreshing to watch. It's fun. It's good matches. You can see these guys are working hard to getting better. I, I just really like the energy I'm, I'm seeing from this show. Um, and that's a Far cry from where I was when NXT 2.0 first started. Man, I didn't even watch. It. I didn't, I watched it just to say I tried it. I want to. I want. I, I gotta give it a shot. But I hated it. Hated it with a passion. I'm um, to see where it is now. You know, kudos to Sean and all the hard work these guys are doing over there at NXT. But it's really refreshing show, guys. And it's, so uh, we got no M into racism again. Oh, <laughs> put him. Put him. Put him in that photo with Cody. Yeah. yeah. Who else? <laughs> Who else into racism? Uh, there's a couple other. <laughs> Of our legends that's out there doing what they need to do for us. We appreciate it. I was saying, but that just shows how wrestling kind of goes in cycles. Right? We, granted, it's not 2.0. They, they took the 2.0 off, but you went from hating NXT 2.0, loving AEW, now being a little down on AEW, being really high on NXT. It's just, that's the way it works. That is the way it works. That's why it's, it pays off to watch everything. Of course, not a wrestling TFW moment of the week. But if you watch it on YouTube, you see the shirt. My life moment of the week is Monty Williams being the new coach of the Detroit Pistons. Oh, I didn't see that news. They screwed us out of a top draft pick. But we got Monty Williams in the house on a eight-year deal. Eight years? Yeah, we got him for $80 million almost. Almost 100 if you look at incentives also. So the cool thing I heard was that uh, they wanted to make sure. Actually, I think it's a six-year deal. But they wanted to take care of him and his family as much as possible. His son is in sixth grade. His son being in school was really important to him. You do the math on it, of course. And being in Detroit for another sixth year takes him through graduating high school. So that's awesome. Super oh, that's awesome. ecstatic, ecstatic yep, that's, about that's that. Awesome. So like I said, I know it's not wrestling, but I had to bring that up. Trey Pistons be coming. Not next hey, year. Hey, he got a bag too. He got a bag too. Ten million a year. Ten million a year. And and Devin Booker oh, will be awesome. a Detroit Piston in two years. <laughs> <laughs> He's Come, from on Michigan. Come on home. You Come on home. Come on home. Let's go. Come on home. Come on home oh man that gets even better come on guys let's go (laughs) there it is thank you guys for listening i meant to plug our stuff in the beginning of the podcast i need you guys to do us a favor number one if you have not followed the podcast please follow us however you read you listen apple podcast spotify stitcher wherever you see that leave a review as well that helps us in the rankings i think we've been stuck on like 13 reviews we see the numbers Way more than 13 people listen to the podcast. If you have not dropped a review on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please do so. That really helps us out. And then follow us on YouTube at 
uh, That's Freaking Wrestling. You can find us there. And then, of course, we are on Twitter at That's FNW. Two shows in one week. We knocked it out. We'll be back next week. We will see you guys then. I need a raise. What? <laughs>